Hello, everybody, and welcome to the December 23rd, 2020 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I'm your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josine. And yes, everybody, Christmas Eve Eve is here. Uh, and you know what? I did not talk about the COVID stimulus bill that passed over the weekend. The main reason I didn't do that, by the way, is because there's been a lot of misinformation going around on it, and I wanted to wait for the dirt to settle. Okay, that's why I waited a few days. I didn't, it wasn't just because I didn't see it or I didn't have anything to say on it, because I do have some things to say on it. Um, well, let's start with the most obvious fact. Not everything Congress passed that day was the COVID relief bill. They passed multiple things, including programs that are supposed to keep the government running and avoid a future shutdown, among tons of other things. But not everything that was passed was even sold as the COVID relief, and even less of it was actually. But let's get the number one thing that everyone is talking about out of the way. The average American is getting, you ready for this? $600 in COVID relief if this bill is signed law. The president hasn't signed it yet, might I add. Uh, for context, half of Congress has shoes that cost more than $600. There was a controversy a while ago with AOC buying, like, a $14,000 suit. And side note, where do you get a $14,000 suit? Like, where do you get that? Who sells suits for that much in the first place? But, yeah, that's all kind of beside the point. No, it really isn't, but that's a different topic for a different day. Um, if you live in a big city, for example, then $600 might as well be nothing. There are parts of San Francisco where the median rent is $1 million, and you're going to give them $600. Uh, since then, the president has said he would refuse to sign unless the amount was up to $1,000 or $2,000, and Pelosi's gone along with that. And we've heard all these different talks about how much it should be. But I just want to point out that the majority of Congress agreed with $600. Okay? So that's immediately worth noting. Now, some of Congress did not agree with it. Rand Paul, for example, took issue with it. Asking why we don't give people $1,000 or $2,000. Which is also the question the other side of the aisle is asking, because they feel we should give people $1,000 or $2,000. Rand Paul is kind of bad at hypotheticals. I just want you to know that. And you know, I genuinely do actually like Rand Paul. I want to be clear when I say that. He is the only Republican in the Senate who I actually do feel has real principles and values. But he's just been pissing me off recently. You know, between saying he was attacked when a bunch of people surrounded and screamed at him. He, he wasn't attacked, by the way. And now this and the nonsense he spewed about COVID. Like, dude, you're smarter than this. Of course, this is not everything that was passed or even a portion of what was passed. The overall spending passed by Congress that day, I believe, was about $2.3 trillion, if I'm not mistaken. Or 
or no, no, no. It, it was in the billions. It was in the billions, not the trillions. There, I'm, I'm just being sorry. My mistake, guys. My mistake. But let's just look at real quick what was in there besides that. Now, we'll ignore the exact money that was spent that day and just see what the money was being spent on. Of course, there was tons of foreign aid. There was half a billion dollars given to Israel. And side note, Israel at this point is an independently wealthy country that does not need our foreign aid anymore. Even Zionists, people like Ben Shapiro and Josh Hammer admit that. That no, Israel can take care of itself. And I'm not one of those people, by the way, who's 100% of the time against foreign aid. I want to be clear when I say that. You know, there are situations where I do support foreign aid. If our ally is in a military venture against an aggressive war, for example, or is fighting against an a war of aggression, or is defending themselves, that's what I meant, that's what I meant, <laughs> then yeah, I would give them foreign aid. They're an ally, they're defending themselves, that takes both the boxes that are important. Even if, I'm, even if they're not necessarily our ally, I'd still give them foreign aid, maybe. But why does Israel need foreign aid right now? They're an independently wealthy country as it is, with the highest percentage of their GDP spent on military. Did you guys know that? Israel spends more on their military per percent of GDP than any other country in the world. And they're primarily fighting, well, at this point, they're really just fighting Palestine, uh, which does not need the best funded military in the world. Um, there was also $130 million to Nepal, $135 million to Bermuda. 86 million to Cambodia, 700 million to Sudan, and just tons of other examples of this. Tom Elliott on Twitter went through and found all these different little pork uh, barrel projects. Here are, I'm just going to give you my absolute favorites, okay? These are the things that are both costly and utterly pointless. Among them are $10 million in funding for gender programs in Pakistan. No idea why we need that or even what that even means, but I guess we're funding it now. It will also create a committee to regulate the perform regulate performance enhancing drugs in horse racing. Obviously, who knows what those jockey elves are doing in their mystical land that they have? <laughs> Seriously, I don't. The only person who does is Homer Simpson, and he was only allowed there for like two minutes, so. Who knows? We need to create a congressional committee to investigate the mythical land of the Jackie. Prove me wrong. Uh, it will also be illegal to give racehorses painkillers before training or racing. Ah, the reverse Belgium. <laughs> there will now be funds to address gender inequality among statues. Again, obviously, 
obviously. Uh, there's $193 million for federal HIV slash aid workers stationed abroad to buy new cards. Again, obviously. What do half of these even have to do with COVID? Uh, there's funding to discourage teenagers from drinking and hooking up. Oh, man. Oh, man. And I was totally going to drink and hook up while under lockdown, said every teenager when they saw that, until Congress decided to pour funding into telling me not to. Again, obviously, just obviously, uh, there is also a commission tasked with educating consumers about the dangers associated with using or storing portable fuel containers for flammable liquids near open flames. Always seemed kind of obvious to me that that was dangerous, but good to see there's confirmation on that. Really good to see. I thought I was crazy being the only person who realized that. And the amount we are spending, by the way, in the uh, fiscal year of 2021 is, according to this, $1.4 trillion. And the COVID-19 package is $900 billion. Which, let me tell you, is way off from what I originally thought in two separate directions. Really don't know how I got two billion, but eh, I remember weird things wrong. But now you know it's nine hundred billion dollars. I was only thinking of a hundred of one four hundred fiftieth, fiftieth of the bill. Silly me. <laughs> the point is, a lot of money and most of it is not going to you. Now, I just want to end by reminding you all that Congress has had, what's it been now, five months when they've been talking about getting a new relief bill? Five months. And the most they can come up with is $600 for us stupid trolls, and also half a billion for Israel, 10 million for Pakistan. Unbelievable amounts of spending for various investigations and committees that are now just going to pop into existence. And we get almost nothing. Because our average politicians are very, very apathetic towards us. That's what it comes down to. They're just apathetic. It's a lame duck session. Anyone who would need to be reelected has already either gotten reelected or gotten voted out. So what incentive do they have to actually do anything? This is why, by the way, the Senate is so unproductive. When you only get elected once every six years, you don't really have an incentive to do anything in the first place. For the vast majority of the time, you are in there. But no, this is what we're seeing now. This is what we're seeing now. We are seeing a bill where everybody gets, what, a... 20th of the amount it would cost to buy the suits Congress is wearing? Not even a 20th. 
like a 23rd or a 24th. I can buy one 24th of AOC's $14,000 suit. Lucky me, guys! Anyway, I hear some news from Reason Magazine. Uh, that uh, it took a minute to load. Hate when it ha that happens. Trump's latest round of pardons include George. I'm going to mispronounce this name, despite the fact I probably said it before. Papadopoulos, GOP congressman, Blackwater guards. Now, I mean, something like this was just to be expected for an administration like this. The last one-term Republican president, George Bush Sr., did something very, very similar uh, during the lame duck session between him and Clinton's inauguration, where William Barr, then the Attorney General, uh, it was actually dubbed the cover-up general by the New York Times because of stuff like this, actually tried to did everything he could to pardon as many people as possible involved with Iran-Contra which, if you don't know, was the scandal where, essentially, the Reagan administration was violating its own embargoes and selling weapons to Iran while also secretly funding the Contras in Nicaragua, uh, who were being used, despite the fact Congress told them you couldn't fund them, and they were basically just nothing more than part of a giant proxy in the Cold War. But that's a really long topic. Uh, so here is the article. Two men convicted as a result of an investigation of President Donald Trump's staff ties to Russia, which, remember, guys, with total nothing burger, total hoax, despite the fact tons of you were indicted based on it, a Republican congressman convicted of misusing campaign funds and four Blackwater security guards convicted of murder for the death of 17 Iraqis in Baghdad are among the 20 people granted some form of clemency by Donald Trump this evening. This was published yesterday, by the way. In addition, some lesser-known people convicted of drug crimes or smaller incidents of fraud were granted mercy by the president. Weldon Anglos, who became a cause celebrate, demonstrating the harshness of federal mandatory minimums, was granted a full pardon this evening. Well, that's good. Anglos was sentenced to 55 years in prison for three marijuana deals. He was freed in 2016 to the mercy of a prosecutor who had second thoughts about all the char charges piled on the man. And you know what, that is, that is good, that is good, there was some good going on here. Trump pardoned two more people who got caught up in the Russia probe of Trump's campaign and Robert Mueller's special investigation, George Papandopoulos and Alex Van Der Swan. Zahn, the two men, much like Michael Flynn, have been convicted of lying to the FBI agents during the course of the investigation, and Papandopoulos, by the way, just like Michael Flynn pleaded guilty. Okay, Papandopoulos pleaded guilty, again, just like Michael Flynn did. And yet, actually, that is somehow nothing, that is somehow a misuse of the justice system to put a man in prison for something he pleaded guilty of. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The two men, much like, yeah, I already read that. And much like Flynn, they were not charged with any additional crime. Both have already served their time. 14 days for Papandopoulos and 30 days for Van Der Swan, who was also subsequently deported. Uh, <laughs> those damn immigrants coming in here and lying to the FBI. I know Papandopoulos is also an immigrant, and I assume uh, Der Swan is, considering that they deported him. 
Those are the only immigrants Donald Trump likes people. That his wife, who's also an immigrant, who's his par his parents in law, who are only got citizenship because of chain migration, which he has actively fought against in every way possible. Uh, now, Donald Trump wants a skill-based immigration policy, those skills being, can you lie to defend his administration? Trump pardoned former California Republican Representative Duncan Hunter. Hunter was convicted in March and sentenced to 11 months in prison for misusing hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign funds. And might I remind you that, I don't know this was at the same time, um, but this was also when we were supposed to be taking it as a really big deal. When Ilhan Omar had done something much less egregious. You guys remember that story? Ilhan Omar, uh, the Muslim congresswoman from Minnesota, like, took some money from the campaign fund and gave it to her husband's company or something. It wasn't even close to a big deal, but that was like big news at the time. We need to put her in prison. Duncan Hunter misuses campaign funds and is convicted of it. Convicted. Nobody brought charges up against Omar, might I add. They brought up charges against Hunter, though. And all of a sudden, no, he gets a pardon from the president. Uh, two other Republican politicians also received mercy from Trump. Former U.S. Representative Chris Collins of New York, who pleaded guilty to the insider trading in 2019 and was sentenced to 26 months in prison, was given a full pardon. Former Texas Representative Steve Stockman, who was sentenced to 10 years in prison for misusing charitable and political donations for personal use, wasn't pardoned, but Trump commuted the remainder of his sentence. Um, again, so you can just get away with doing whatever it is you want if you're one of Trump's buddies. And it's funny that one of the things this man was convicted of was misusing charitable donations. Because I remember in the 2000s, wasn't I forget all the details right now, but wasn't there a very similar story where Sean Hannity had done something similar? I forget what it was, but I swear to God, I saw this years ago that Sean Hannity had done something very similar to what Representative Stockman was convicted of. Okay, I looked it up because this was driving me crazy. What happened was, and this is unrelated to the story, I just want to say this because I've never seen anyone else talk about this. Uh, for years, Sean Hannity hosted these like rock concerts that were supposed to be for veterans, or to raise money for a veteran charity at least, after he pushed tirelessly uh, for a few different wars and wanted his audience to rally behind you know, Bush's war in Iraq and Afghanistan and all that. So the veterans didn't actually need some help. Uh, he then used most of that money for himself, essentially, just to make the concerts look bigger and to get new guests, to get private jets, all that. Uh, most of the money did not go to the charity. It went to Sean Hannity. I had not heard about that story for years, and then it just, like, re-hit me, and I wanted to mention it real quick because this is a common thing among Republicans. Beyond the crop of purely political clemency gestures, Trump also fully pardoned four men, Nicholas Statton, Paul Slog, even Liberty, and Dustin Hurd, who were all convicted of various murders and manslaughter charges for the shooting death of 17 Iraqi civilians 
in, Neca in Nessor Square in Baghdad while serving as private contractor guards with Blackwater. Um, because when I think of one cause that America can rally behind, that Trump can rally the country behind, it's mercy for Blackwater thugs, essentially. I mean, that's what was going on there. And for those who don't remember the entire scandal, Blackwater is essentially a private military contractor. It had a lot of involvement with the U.S. government, and there were scandals about various murders going on. Four people were locked up as a result of that, and now they've been pardoned by Donald Trump. Because, obviously, that's who this country needs to rally behind, is Blackwater thugs. Uh, meanwhile, the very same administration is setting a modern record by executing prisoners convicted of murder. Well, listen, if they didn't want to be executed, they should have only killed Iraqis. What part of that is so hard to understand? That's U.S. policy and has been for decades, dude. Even as their defense attorneys make complaints that courts and juries weren't given full pictures of their crimes, just two weeks ago, the Department of Justice under Trump executed... Brandon Bernard, even though five jurors who sentenced him to death and a prosecutor who worked on the case had come forward to say they had changed their minds. Again, this is really, at the end of the day, the perfect explanation of Donald Trump's America. There are two different groups. One side is friends of Donald Trump. The other side is enemies of Donald Trump. It's not even rich versus poor. You know, Jack Dorsey's rich. Donald Trump hates him. Mark Zuckerberg's rich. Donald Trump hates him. Uh, he doesn't hate George Soros, though. In fact, he spent Christmas with George Soros one year. Um, no, instead, there are two groups of people under the Trump administration. And those are people who are friends with Donald Trump and people who are enemies of Donald Trump. And if you're a friend of Donald Trump, you can get away with doing anything you want under the sun. It doesn't matter. You're an enemy of Donald Trump. Well, then the, the Florida State Police will raid your house, as was learned just a few weeks ago. Uh, you'll be executed. Tons of things will happen to you. And all the while... It will be directly disproportional to what you would have realistically got if you actually committed that crime, might I add. Um, and, and you typically didn't commit the crime, by the way. You've almost never committed the crime you're being targeted by Donald Trump. I mean, this is what we're seeing now. This is what we're seeing now. How much more obvious could it be that Donald Trump is part of the deep state? That Donald Trump is an insider, is the establishment? It's like, that's why I titled that book, The Establishment is Dead. Long live the establishment! Because that's what Donald Trump told us. He told us the establishment is dead, and then screamed, long live the establishment. Bye-bye, establishment is dead, long live the establishment, by the way. It's a really good book. I know, I wrote it. Anyway. <laughs> um. But no. What was I... You know, this is not what a fighter for the people does. This is not what someone who cares about the population does. You're pardoning corrupt politicians and murderers. I thought we needed the death penalty for premeditated murder, and that's why 
you know, we had to get, that's why William Barr had to execute people on the federal level for the first time in decades. Had to do more federal executions than any other administration. Was because, actually guys, we need it. We need to restore justice and all of that. Unless you murder Iraqis. Unless you murder 17 Iraqis, then you get a full presidential pardon. That's his administration for you. There's no other way to say it than this is the perfect encapsulation of the administration. Anyway, to end tonight, I just want to say one of the things I very much enjoy doing on occasion is I just enjoy going to Snopes or factcheck.org or one of those fact check sites and seeing what they've had to fact check as false in the past. Serious. That's just something that I enjoy because they say they only fact check things if there's people asking them if it's true or not. That was their excuse um, when they kept fact checking the Babylon Bees. They kept getting people ask them. People kept asking them, "Is this real? Is it not real? I don't know. I just, I just can't figure it out." So I like seeing um, what people think is real, according to Snopes. And this is one from today. Is the COVID-19 vaccine vape cartridge real? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Claim, a photograph shows a Pfizer vape cartridge containing a single dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Rating, false. <laughs> oh, no! Now how am I supposed to get my COVID-19 vaccine? I was totally going to vape it. If you are not vaping your COVID-19 vaccine, like, who are you to start out with? Uh, <laughs> origin, and then it's a quote from somebody. Is government fights COVID? Oh, oh, no, that's just a disclaimer. Okay. In December 2020, as a vaccine for COVID-19 started rolling out across the U.S., a photograph supposedly showing a Pfizer vape cartridge containing a single dose of the vaccine started to circulate on social media. And then it shows a picture of it. This is not a genuine picture of a vape cartridge filled with a single dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Spoilers! According to the CDC, the COVID-19 vaccine is currently only available via intramuscular injection. Neither Pfizer nor any pharmaceutical company has produced a vape version of this vaccine. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I was, like, totally ready to vape my COVID-19 vaccine, too. I actually hadn't seen this rumor. That's the case with a lot of rumors, Snopes fact checks. I almost never seen them. I've almost never seen them. And yet, Snopes talks about how there's this new rumor sweeping the nation. Uh, <laughs> and we need to find out what it is. Okay, okay, Snopes. According to the CDC, the COVID-19 vac- I already read that. There are a few hints that this picture is bogus. <laughs> like, besides the fact that its mere concept is idiotic? For instance, while Pfizer does make Viagra, a pill that treats erectile dysfunction, 
The company does not refer to itself as makers of the boner pill on packaging. Does it actually say that? Let's see. Uh, fi oh, oh, it does under Pfizer. By the way, did you guys know that Viagra was actually started as a blood pressure medication? Seriously, look that up if you don't believe me. Uh, this is a false vaccine photo that also claims that it was made in China, but the real COVID-19 vaccine is being manufactured in Germany, Belgium, and the United States. So, yeah, that's what people believe now, that there's a COVID-19 vaccine vape. To be honest, if that were true, it would probably lead to the banning of the COVID-19 vaccine. That's our show, and good night.